0: everybody doing huh you guys doing good good to see you today come on help me welcome all of our locations those watching online right now we want to welcome you to celebration we're uh, we're so so glad that you're here I know that it is spring break for many of us and so uh, uh, we appreciate you putting God first and taking time out and tuning in or coming to God's house today. We are continuing in our giant series, but uh, before I get into today's message, listen, just a couple of things. First of all, I just wanna let you guys know, I, I spoke over at our church in Northern Ireland last Sunday, Celebration Northern Ireland, and it is just, I mean, I was blown away by how much that that church has grown, they're about to uh, go to the next level. They're gonna be renting out the Civic Center there. And I mean, it is just exploding. So I just wanted to thank you for your prayers and your giving. And we're gonna give you some updates from Northern Ireland, but it is just amazing what God's doing at Celebration Northern Ireland. So come on, let's just give, give God up. Uh, I'm telling you, man, it's... Uh, with all of the history there, it's just, it's just awesome to be a part of, of, of a move of God over there. And uh, also, guys, I wanna remind you, the man conference, okay? I mean, listen, if you think you can roll up at the end and register, you know, I understand some of you guys like high risk, I would not wait until the last minute, okay? Those registrations, it's, it's a 1,000 something already in there. Uh, I would just, if you are a guy, you need to register for the man conference uh, just a couple of weeks away. It is gonna be amazing. So awesome, okay, if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Numbers. We're gonna go back to the book of Numbers and reread one of the passages of scripture that's kind of been the theme for this series. You know, it's back when the children of Israel had spied out the promised land and we've spoken several messages from this scripture. Here in Numbers chapter 13, Verse 25, it says uh, they returned and they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all, the cho- all, and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told them and said, look, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. You know, I want to remind everyone that Jesus said that we didn't choose Him, but He chose us. That we should bear fruit, and that that fruit would give glory to God. And what we've been talking about in this series is many times the fruit that God has for our life. It's kind of tied up in a in a foe that our destiny involves us overcoming. And we've talked about that. The reason that God put giants in the promised land, it was like an insurance policy to ensure that only a people of faith would inherit the land. And in the same way, God allows giants in our lives to ensure that we learn how to come to him by faith, that we learn how to trust in him instead of trusting in ourselves. But look what they say in verse 28 here. They say, nevertheless, look. So instead of focusing on the fruit, they focus on the foe. Nevertheless, the people who dwell on the land are strong and the cities are fortified and very large. And then in verse 32, and then in verse 32, it says, So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. Look, the land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. And all the people we saw were huge. A little bit of of an exaggeration there. All the people we saw were huge. We saw even giants there, the descendants of Anak. Look, next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. I want you to see this, look. Next to them, next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. I wanna talk to you about a struggle that many of us, including myself, have, and that is this practice of comparing ourselves to other people, and I've entitled this message, Next to Them, Next to Them. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, I pray, God, that we would get set free from this prevailing mindset in our society, God, that we have to compare ourselves to other people, to feel okay about who we are. I just thank you that you're going to set us free from your word today, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, "Amen," and "Amen." You know, I I, I don't know about you, but myself. I mean, I, I've struggled with comparison many times and in many seasons in my life. And I and I think that all of us, if we're honest, would agree that there's times in my life, and for for maybe you, it's. I mean, it's a it's a real thing like you're you're like living your life constantly looking to your left and your right trying to feel okay about yourself based on what other people are doing and all of us kind of have this comparison thing wired into us And, and let me tell you why because there is a part or a type of comparison that is good it's actually wired into us as human beings to help us develop and so when you're young young people uh, God's created us in a way, he's wired in us a type of comparison. It's more of an imitation type so that we can learn how to live. So we can, we can look up to people when we're growing up and say, okay, you know, I wanna be like that, okay? And look how this person does that and what that's designed to do. It's, it's a good thing. It's designed to help us learn and develop ourselves. We even see this in the Bible. When the Apostle Paul's talking to young Christians, at one of the churches and he says, hey look, I want you to imitate me as I imitate Christ. What he's saying there, there is a good type of comparison and imitation that is is wired in us and in our human psyche that's supposed to help us grow and develop as people. However, if we're not careful, that can quickly transcend to a very unhealthy practice and a very negative mindset When we, instead of looking to people and and things like that to, to learn and to develop ourselves, we begin to personalize it and use others and what others are doing as a standard of judgment to how we feel about ourselves or what we should or shouldn't be doing. Okay? And so this is the problem with that. This is the challenge of that. Okay? So, so why do we do that? Okay, we want to feel okay about ourselves. We want to we feel okay. And, and by the way, that's a, that's a question that all of us, that, that's in us as well. A- am I okay? Am I okay? For, for a man, every man, every man wants to know, hey, am I okay? Do I, do I have what it takes do, do I, do, you know, can I be successful? Do I got what it takes to, to be a man and to be, to be a dad? And, and, and that, that question does have to be answered. Do I have what it takes? And for a woman, it's the same thing. Women want to know, hey, am I okay? Am I, am I lovable? Am I acceptable? Is someone gonna value me for who I am? Am, am I okay? That is a very real, it's a very, it's a very real question. And it's a question that has to be answered. But the challenge is, when we try to get that question answered from the wrong voices, it can be very detrimental to who we are. You see, because here's, here's what we think. We think, okay, um, if I compare myself, if I, if I look out over, I compare myself, what we're hoping to find is, okay, I'm comparing myself, Maybe I'm doing better than them. What we're hoping is we're hoping that if we compare ourselves, it'll make us feel better about ourselves. But it will never make you feel better about yourself, even if you think you're doing better than that person. Let me explain this, okay? So here's what happens. Let's say that you compare yourself with someone, and whatever it is, and there's there's so many things that we compare ourselves to, and there's so many voices. There's al- there's always a er out there, right? Am, am I prettier? Am I handsomer? Am I richer? Ladies, am I skinnier? Am I smarter? Am I successfuler? I know it's not a word, but you get my point, all right? Okay, so, so we look out into the ers. The okay, am I better? Am I smarter? Am I richer? Am I, am I marriage? Is my marriage better? Are my kids smarter? My, there, there's all these ers. so watch. We start looking out there, and if there is a scenario where maybe we we think that we're doing better. That doesn't make us feel better. You know what it makes us feel? Superior. It's a form of pride. You see what I'm saying? And, 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 and superior or pride, it cannot deliver life and peace. So that's why that's, that itch is never scratched. You're never really satisfied. Or for the, the, the most of the scenarios is the opposite. What? We look out to another voice, another person, the, the guy down the street, my boss, the, I, mean, I mean, God forbid we look at social media and someone's Twitter feed and someone's Instagram feed. By the way, when you're comparing your life to someone's Twitter or Instagram feed or Facebook feed, I wanna let you know, you're, you're looking at their highlight reel. You're not looking at their Monday through Friday. You're looking at their highlight reel. and I'll, I'll even go on to say this, they're probably lying about a lot of things. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You, 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 don't compare your, your Monday through Friday life with somebody's highlight reel. So, so there, there's, well, this person's more popular, this person is better, this person is whatever. So, so we look out there, and then if we don't feel like we measure up, well, that doesn't make us feel, what does that make us feel? Inferior. Inferior. So now what we're saying is this, we, we fall into this type of, of sin, we're, we're inferior, so now the fruit is gonna be envy. We're gonna want that, watch, watch. Because we have valued their okay, we value their voice above God's voice and above what God says about us, okay? So look what, let me read you here in uh, Galatians chapter six, verses four through five, and I'm gonna read it in the NIV and then in the New Living Translation. Watch this, here's what God says, and I can give you a bunch of scriptures, don't compare yourselves amongst yourselves, it's all over the Bible, but look, look at this scripture, it says, look, each one should test their own actions, not another person's actions, Not how another person is viewed. Look, your own actions. Look, so then they can take pride in themselves alone. They can get satisfaction in themselves alone. Look, without comparing. Without comparing themselves to someone else. Look, for each one should carry their own load. So watch, you have a load to carry that no one else can carry. Somebody else has a load to carry that you're not called to carry. Look at what it says in the New Living Translation here. It says, look, pay careful attention. Everybody say careful attention. You know why I believe God says careful attention? Because it's so easy to get our eyes to the left or to the right and start comparing. Look, pay careful attention to your own work, your own work, who you are, your own calling. Pay careful attention to your own work. Look, for then you will get the what? Satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. So you know that feeling that you're looking for, maybe I'll compare over here and feel better about myself. You can't get it from there. You can only get it from God and focusing on who God's called you to be and what God's called you to do. Look, for we are each responsible for our own conduct, not anybody else's conduct, not what he's doing, not what she's doing. What Not be, you know, we're looking at, you know, he got the promotion or she did this or that family or they're better off or whatever. You're not responsible for their life. You're responsible for your own life. So here's what God's telling us. Listen, here's what he's telling us. Listen, if you're going to get satisfaction in, in, in living life, you have to learn how to not look to the left or the right. You have to learn how to stay in your lane. You got to stay in your lane. Watch. You have a lane and you have a race to run. Guess what? No one else can run your race. And too many of us are living life. You know what? We're looking at someone else's lane. We want to be in someone else's race. And because we're doing that, we're neglecting our own lane and our own race. It's like, a, it's, like, it's, like, it's like God's given you a field. He's given you a load, an area of responsibility. He's given you that. Watch this. When I want someone else's field, when I try to get in someone else's field, I do two things. First of all, I'm trespassing. I'm not supposed to be here, so I'll never be fruitful in this field. I'll never be fruitful. And watch, here's the, there, here's the other thing. I've left my field unprotected, unguarded and unchecked. I've opened it up to the enemy. So stop looking at someone else's field, someone else's lane, someone else's race. You gotta stay in your lane. You gotta gotta run your race. You gotta cross your finish line. If you cross the finish line in somebody else's lane, it doesn't count. So God says, look, I've, 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 I've got a lane for you. I've got a race for you. I've made you a certain way. I've given you certain abilities and giftings and talents. Watch. And I need you to stay in your lane. I need you to run your race. Now watch. Pay careful attention that you run your race, that you're looking at Jesus, that you're, you, you not only have self-esteem but self-respect I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna preach a whole message on that one day. So you have self-respect, watch, so that you, when, when those voices come and they will, you're not tempted to look to the left and the right and get out of your lane. You have a finish line in your lane, watch. The fruit, the promises of God, the blessed life, the satisfaction we just, it's, it's in your lane. But if you start looking to the left or the right, you know what? You're going to start focusing on the foes instead of the fruit. What happened, here, what happened? Children of Israel came back. Yeah, man, it's got all this fruit. It's just an amazing you know, it would be an amazing life. But watch. man, they're bigger and they're smarter, and their cities are larger, and they're more popular, and they look more successful, and their families got, do you see what I'm saying? Watch, watch. And instead of living or pursuing the land of promise, they get out of their lane, and they get stuck in the land of Ur. And that is someone's bigger, Their cities are larger, they're richer, they're skinnier, they're more popular, and all of a sudden we forfeit what God wants to do in our life because we're listening to the wrong voices and pursuing the wrong approval when we're just trying to feel okay about ourselves. And you know, and, and I'll even say this, watch this. Just in case you like, like you're super gifted and super talented and all that, you know, and, 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 and you think you're doing okay in the land of Ur, I got news for you. After the land of Ur, there's the land of Est. And no longer do you want to be the prettiest, the skinniest, the richest, or, or the, the prettier, skinnier, richer, successfuler. You know what? You want to be the prettiest. You want to be, come on, this is the type A personalities. You want to be, you know, the the, the most successful. You you go a step further into the, into est. But here's the problem. One day you're going to be the oldest. (laughs) And when you're the oldest, you're not going to be the prettiest or the handsomest or the richest or whatever other est you' watch, watch you, 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 can't, you can't sustain it. You can't maintain it. And what a sad life it would be to get to the end of your life and find out you're in the wrong lane. So here's what I want to ask you, who or what are you looking to, to tell you that you're okay right now? Be honest with yourself. When I want to feel okay about myself, that I'm, I'm, I'm valuable, that I have what it takes, that I'm acceptable, that I'm... If you're a girl, a lovable, when, when, when I'm who or what am I looking to to tell me that yes. to tell me I'm okay? Because watch, all of us. You ready for this? All of us. Watch. There's a mirror. Who's holding the mirror back to you to tell you? that you're okay just the way you are, just the way you've been created? Who's, who's holding that mirror back to you? I, I hope it's not to the left, to the right. I hope it's not a group of people. I, I, God forbid if it's social media. Who's we, We're all trying to look in the mirror. Who's, who's holding your mirror? Who are you looking to... to to tell you that you're okay, because you you have to get that question answered. So here's what I want to present to you today. When you're looking to that someone or something to tell you that you're okay, listen, don't don't look at them. What did the children of Israel say? The children of Israel, there's all this fruit, all this blessing, all this promise. All of a sudden, they, they looked at them. Man, next to them, we feel like grasshoppers. The mirror that they were holding back is you're nothing, you're grasshoppers. They looked at that mirror, they looked at them, that group of people, whatever that is in your life, they looked at them to tell them that they were okay. And they just qualified themselves from the lane and the race that God had for their lives. Here's what I wanna say to you, look, next time you're looking to someone or something to tell you that you're okay, don't get next to them. Get next to Him! Get next to Him! Yes, next to them! Next to them, they look like grasshoppers. But guess what? That was the wrong mirror, because next to Him, next to God, they were overcomers. They were champions. They had a purpose. They had a destiny. Don't get your approval. Standing next to them. Get your approval, standing next to him. <laughs> Social media, what a joke. You're gonna try to feel okay about letting, letting them, getting next to them, letting that mirror reflect Who you are? No, you gotta get next to him. Cause watch this, watch this. You know who has the right to name you and define you? Whoever created you. No one else. So watch, watch this. My my children, Kalen, Stovey, and Annabelle, you know what? Carrie and I created them. So we have the right to name them, not you. Not another them. We have the right to name them. Okay? But look, this is, this is my message. I put this message together. I have the right to name this message, not you. If, 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 if I write a book or when someone writes a book, I mean, we can all talk about what this means, what, what, what that means in the book or whatever. You know, the only person that has the true right to tell you what this means in the book is the author of the book. And I'm telling you that God created you, that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, that God has a name for you, that he has a design for you. God's the only one that holds up the correct mirror to tell you who you are. Let me, I wanna give you a picture of this. I wanna give you a picture of this. Let me have, uh, I need a chair and I need a Jediah, a little you, Jediah to come up. I would have my own children come up here. <laughs> There's my six foot, 200 pound son right there. He kind of passed on this 5'11, okay, but you're growing. <laughs> Watch this. Jeds, what's up? Good. Jeds is not afraid of the stage, I'll tell you that. Watch this. Let me get here, buddy. You stay right here. Listen, just stand right there, Jess. Watch this. This young man, you know where he's gonna find out? If he's okay? If he, got, if he has what it takes? And he does. It's not gonna be out there next to them. It's gonna be right next to his heavenly father which I'm not, but I am kind of adopted poppy, (laughs) pseudo-grandfather. Watch this, here's the picture, remember what Jesus said? What Jesus said, we just read it in our uh, Daily Bible reading this week. Whoever humbles themselves as a little child. Remember that? If you don't humble yourself as a little child, you cannot receive the kingdom of heaven. The next time you're tempted to look to the left or the right and compare yourself next to them, I want you to remember this picture. I want you to get next to Him, your heavenly Father, and you know what He'll do? He'll hold up a mirror. Look how good looking you are, Jets. (laughs) He'll hold up a mirror, and that mirror's in His Word, and He'll hold up that mirror to you, Say, Jed, you know what? You got what it takes. You know why I know you got what it takes. Now I'm speaking on God's behalf. This isn't. You know why I know you got what it takes because I made you, and I never create anyone that doesn't have what it takes to do my will. What? Well, And listen, people are gonna say stuff about you and they don't understand you like I do. They said stuff about Jesus, but you know what? I made you this way, the way you are, even maybe the things that you don't like about yourself sometimes, I made you that way for a reason. You have a special purpose that I need you to accomplish. So I need you to stay in your lane and run your race so that you can hear well done, good, and faithful servant. Amen. Come on, give me my hand, everybody. Great job, Je- I- <laughs> Well, Jess doesn't wanna leave, he likes this session. I mean, he, he's about to go, 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 go take out the world now, he's all, watch, watch. Who are you gonna go to? to hold up your mirror. I wanna tell you that only your heavenly Father has your true mirror and has the right to tell you who you are. And that yes, you have what it takes. This is another side lesson here. Parents, that's why it's so important that you pour into your kids and you echo the voice of your heavenly Father in love and in, in encouragement and speaking that that, that, that voice over them, that they do have what it takes and that they're made that way for a reason. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? <laughs> the next time you're looking to someone or something to tell you you're okay, you're not gonna get it next to them. You're gonna get it next to him. He's got the mirror. To tell you who you are, how valuable you are. And man, the race and the lane that he has for your life. And you know, here's here's another, just a a side note about comparison. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous to compare ourselves to other people, to feel okay about ourselves, because everyone is in a different place. Everyone has different experiences. Everyone has different abilities. Everyone's coming from a different context. You know, Jesus, uh, in Matthew 25, he spoke a great parable about this. Remember the parable of the talents? Parable of the, ta- uh, the talents, he said, look, some people, this person had five talents, this person had two talents, this person had one talent. Look, for, just for the sake of, of, of everything, watch. I think it's healthy to always view yourself as a two-talent person. You know why? Because there's always somebody ahead of you. There's always someone that you could look at and compare to you. Well, this person has more, but you know what? There's also people behind you. And it's not about how many talents you have, it's about what you do with the talents that you have. (laughs) I can remember when I planted, you know, Planning celebration church. And there'd be times, and even though God's really blessed our church and it's grown and we, we've just seen so many powerful things and transformation, there'd be times when I'd hear about this pastor, i see this thing. I'm like, man, that church, how do he do that? Man, his church is, is, is bigger. It's twice as big as our church. And he's only been going for like, you know, four years or something like that, you know? I'm like, man, four years, it took, us, it took us four years just to get to like 800 people or, or 1,000 people. How did, how did this guy get so many people in three or four years? And then watch, then when I'd kinda maybe get to know that person a little better, you know what I found out? Well, I found out that he was the son of an amazing pastor who had labored and sacrificed and sown and all that. I found out that he, he's been saved since 12 years old. I got saved when I was 20. Years old. I found out that he's been wanting to be a pastor since he was 16. In 16, I, was, I don't even know what I was doing. <laughs> At the age of, uh, 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 of 16, do, do, do you see what I'm trying to say? His background, his uniqueness, his experience, all that. Well, well of course he's there right now. Uh, I found out he started with a launch team of 1,500 people. We started with a launch team of seven people. We didn't know Jack. I love my dad, but he wasn't a pastor. Our church didn't, no church plan, but but here's what God, God's not saying stove all watch. I'm not responsible for his actions. I'm not responsible for our church to be as big as his church. I'm responsible for our own actions, our own conduct, our own uniqueness, so you, you see, not responsible. And here, it, watch, here's what God's saying, well, you be faithful where you are. Guess what, it doesn't matter whether you have one talent, two talents, or five talents. Just like in the parable, Jesus said, hey, you've been faithful with two, here's two more. Now you got four talents, oh, you've been faithful with that, well, here's four more. It, the parable doesn't go on to say that, but I'm just, you know. <laughs> I'm just following the principle here. Faithful a little, faithful a Okay, you've been faithful with these four, now you got eight, you've been faithful with these eight, now you got 16. But don't don't be discouraged because you see someone that already has 16. You don't know their history. You don't know the price they're paid. You don't know the big context. You don't know the advantages or the disadvantages that they've had. Listen, God has a lane for you. He's got a race for you. He needs for you to learn how to be a father. You learn how to be a mother. He needs for you to pave your way and, 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 and come into the uniqueness for what he has for you. Don't look around and say, oh man, well, they've got this and they've got that, and oh, I could do that if they had that, that's that's not your race. It's not your lane. You won't get any satisfaction by trying to get in some comparison battle or whatever like that. Listen, stay in your lane. Watch, three three quick things. Three quick things right here. Proverbs. Proverbs 14, 30, look, a heart at peace, everybody say, say, say peace. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but look, envy rots the bones. The fruit of unhealthy comparison is, is envy. Okay, look at what the envy is, look, how many of you want, go back, go back. back. Okay, so a heart at peace, how many of you want peace? You cannot have peace while you're living in a state of comparison. These two are opposites. Are you following me? You get your satisfaction from God. You're sitting next to him, not next to them. When you're trying to answer that question, and I okay, God's gonna give you peace. Watch, the fruit of unhealthy comparison is envy. Let me give you a definition of envy. Envy, a feeling of discontented or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, Abilities or good fortune. Now, a lot of people might say, well, in that jealousy, well, well not really, they're their, their sisters, they're their cousins there, but really, when it's what's talking about envy, envy is when you're comparing yourself and you wish that you were someone, you wish you had the fame that someone had, you wish you had the, the qualities or the abilities uh, that someone had in an, in an unhealthy way. What jealousy is, jealousy is like something's being taken from you that you already have, especially in a relationship. Which is why when we think of something with a spouse or something like that, someone's you know coming on to your spouse, there, there's, there's jealousy. So that's how jealousy fits in. But look, here's what we see with Proverbs 14.30. says, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the, the, rots the bones. If you stay in that state of comparison, number one, watch, you're going to experience decay of self. It will eat you up from the inside. It will rot your bones. You will be the most miserable of all people if you're trying to get something or someone else to tell you that you're okay. You follow me. Next thing, look at uh, James 3.16. It says, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find, look, disorder and every evil practice. Now, what's our mission? We're leading people to experience the God first life based on Matthew 6, 33. What seek first? The kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything you need will be added unto you. What do we like to say? When God is first, when I'm next to him, when he's first, when his voice is primary in, in my life, what I have order, where order is restored, blessing is released. Kingdom of God in His righteousness, what righteous ways or righteous practices? Now I have satisfaction. Now I have fulfillment. Everything you need will be added unto you. Look at this comparison brings us to just the opposite. For where you have envy, the fruit of comparison, and selfish ambition, look there you will find what disorder and every evil practice. Okay, so here's what we see if we're living in that state of comparison. Number two, it's going to cause us to experience corrupt community. It will corrupt our relationships. You know where you see this the most? Reality TV. It's so much drama and everyone's stabbing each other in the back. What is it? It's selfish ambition. I'm trying to get him over her and her over him and I'm richer and I'm more popular and I'm going to do this. And it's all this. What is it? It's, It's envy. It's selfish ambition out of comparison. Everybody's trying to feel okay about themselves, but they're going to the wrong source. So it, 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 it corrupts community, it corrupts our relationships. It'll corrupt a family. It'll corrupt a nation. And the final thing here, Job 5-2, look. Resentment kills a fool. Look, and envy, what, what's, what's the terms God uses here? Slaves. Hadn't we been talking about slain giants? You're a giant slayer. See, if you don't slay envy, it's gonna slay you. And look at what God describes. And envy slays the what? Simple. The simple, you're not realizing the consequences that unhealthy comparison is having on your life. So here's what I'm asking us, church. I'm asking us from this point forward, when you're tempted, To look to the left, look to the right. When you're tempted, man, why why are they doing so much better than me? And why does she have those things? And man, why can't my marriage be like that? Why did he get the promotion? Why why, why is that person always getting invited to do these things and and I'm not? Why does that person get to do these things and, and I'm not? When you're tempted to look to the left or the right, To try to make yourself feel okay. I'm asking you don't go next to them. I'm asking you get next to him because he's got the only true mirror of who you are. And I'm telling you, if God says this that all things were created for his good pleasure. Listen to me. God created you just the way you are for a reason. If you're different, it's for a reason. If you're in this situation, it's for a reason. If you think your life has got so many issues right now, I wanna tell you this, the more problems that you have, the more blessings that you have the potential to have. I'm telling you that there's, if you'll just stay in your rank, don't want anybody else's life. Don't want another lane. The fruit is in your lane. The promise is in your lane. The blessing is in your lane. You can get to the finish line of your race and you can see God shine big in your life. Come on. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. Our prayer is that it will help you to live a God-first life. For more information about Celebration Church and other available resources, please visit our website at www.celebration.org.